welcome back to Deconstructing Damsels. I am your host, Jessica, and today begins Cinderella Month. So this episode and the next episode we'll discuss Cinderella, which is amazing because I love that fairy tale. Not all of it, but some parts I really enjoy, and I definitely love to see how romance kind of moves that around a bit. I'm going to do a little bit of housekeeping first. I'm going to say thank you to my patrons. Thank you to the Elm Sisters, to Carrie, to Kelly from Boobies and Newbies, and Marlena. I appreciate you so much. It helps a lot because it's not always easy to find things that you're looking for and stuff like that. But it's much easier when you have help, especially because the money that I would be spending on books or whatever is used for that purpose and the like the hosting and stuff is paid for by y'all and that means a lot i hope you guys are doing well and i can't wait to have some of you guys on i know that i have carrie should be coming on again soon okay you can find my information for that at patreon.com slash damsels podcast because i am nothing if not consistent with branding other news I'm going to hold off some to the end because that's how I am and I like to be a little bit secretive, especially since I don't have a guest on this episode. I had a, I had a bit of a issue reading in the past couple of weeks. You know, like I get so deep into reading other things that sometimes I forget. Like I read <laughs> Aranita, <laughs> I think it's how you say it, Aranita, uh, and I loved it. Oh my God, it was like top book of the year for me to, to beat, which is saying something. I, and I got in this like nice little groove and then I've had a couple migraines because it's blooming season and allergies are evil. During that time, I kind of kept getting switched out of my lane of what I wanted to read. So I was kind of struggling to find something to read for this episode, but I did find Dance With Me at Midnight by Samantha Holt. Thank you, Kindle Unlimited, for that blessing. So we're going to be talking about that book. But before I do, I also want to promote a couple of other items. If you really, really want to find a good book for kids, I loved Interstellar Cinderella. I told y'all, I was looking for everything. It is not a romance, but it's really cool. I really liked the way it worked. I also really, really enjoyed Cinderella AI or Cinderella AI. And that short story is by Lissa Chiavari, I think is how you say her name. And I really, really want you guys to go read that. I found these on Scribd because I have a subscription to, to both Kindle and Scribd now, which helps me as someone living in Germany. It gives me more access. But I definitely want you to go read that if you enjoy retellings. And it's got like a sci-fi <laughs> meets Disney World aspect. When you read it, you'll definitely understand there's some definite Broadway feels in there, or I guess when Disney reimagines Broadway meets, I guess, maybe Into the Woods. I don't know. I haven't seen that, but I remember the commercials for it. Really good. So I wanted to give those two on a particular shout out because I think it's really cool to have other options and not everything you want to read is the same. And I am learning to read middle grade, <laughs> young adult and kids lit again, because I think it's important to round out what you read, but also find out what others find important as well. So those are my two recs. Now I'm going to get on with the episode. And then at the end, I will tell you all about 
some things coming up. Let's go. <laughs> so obviously it's just me today and we are going to be talking about Dance With Me at Midnight by Samantha Holt. This I think was the first Samantha Holt I had read and honestly I was looking for something small and simple and easy because I, just, I couldn't do it. I was reading Princess Charming by Nicole Jordan and I loved it. Like I the beginning of it was amazing but it was too long and it wasn't what I wanted and my brain just couldn't function on that level. My between my head hurting, doing a whole bunch of other stuff, my brain was just not in that space. So I found this book and it starts with Eloise and her menagerie of animals, which if you want me to like you, give me a menagerie. I will be like so happy if you have a bunch of animals in your books. It's my happy place. So along those lines, you have her who she's like, you know, obviously Cinderella, but in this case, her mother is dead and she has an evil stepfather and two bratty twin stepbrothers. And I think it's really nice because it's kind of like an inversion a bit. And I, I really enjoy that kind of information. And I like it when you can kind of show a different view, especially because this is a historical. And in historicals, of course, the men have all the power. So it's harder for women to bring that to them. And so it was always kind of interesting in Cinderella when she didn't have a father figure around because I think in historicals, we're kind of conditioned to just expect to be a guy that's in charge because that's just the way it works. And of course, he is Lord Tremaine, <laughs> which is a nice callback, I think, to... Cinderella, and a little bit of Ever After, which is kind of convenient because I will talk about that at the end of the episode. But anyway, I found it really interesting how, you know, Eloise had her menagerie of animals that were not always wanted or hurt or, you know, ready to be like not in the family structure anymore. And so I really appreciated the fact that, you know, she was very dedicated to them and, if you like the Wallflower Wager, you're going to love this book. This one was made in 2017. I It's like 90 pages. So again, if you like the idea without some of the darker tones in the Wallflower Wager, you're definitely going to like this one. So back to that. Eloise is being forced to charm Charles, who is a earl. And that is the one that the Lord has picked out for her and <laughs> the Lord in all many manners, apparently. Um, but that's the one that the Lord has picked out. And so, you know, it's do or die, get this man or all the animals have to go because the stepfather is very not great. Like, you know, he's just, he's very cold to her. He doesn't want her there. And yet she's the one that's in charge of running the household, doing all these things. And her stepbrothers are cruel is a easy word to use for them. But like not like the sisters in, say, Disney's version. They're very um, sabotage -y and hurtful. And they, they like to make her be the butt of jokes. And Eloisa is just like, well, what did I do? Meanwhile, Charles is showing up for this ball and party that Eloise's mother used to put on and he needs to go because he's on a wife hunt. Historical. 
And so it's a house party, and so there's all this stuff going on. You don't really learn a lot about the other guests, actually nothing at all, but you just kind of like focus on the core characters, and I think it's very necessary in the 90 pages. So you have Charles, who's very distant. He's a bit judgmental. He's not anti-people. He just doesn't like people. Like, it just, it's, they're fine if they stay in their home and he can correspond with them. Just don't come to my house, okay? Okay, so there, there was, there's many different incidences where, you know, he thinks that she's this, that, and the other, and she's just like, that's not how I am, and of course she does the same thing to him because it's a very common trope, and these kind of, it's not even a forced marriage or American marriage of convenience because it's kind of like, it's a romance, so it's not that element, it's just, it's a very, like, cross-communication, and I, I found that very interesting because she is a stepdaughter of a lord. You know, she's called Miss Eloise by, a, you know, the people around, and, you know, but she has no problem, like, mucking down and doing whatever she needs to do to make the house function. So she's a bit like Cinderella, but it's more like a higher-end Cinderella. But it's very interesting because, like, those animals are pretty much her side project, and, you know, she takes care of them in the barn, and... She does a lot of really good work, you know, not with, just with them, but also with building relationships with the people in the area, you know, the people that live near her, you know, stepfather's lands, and the people that need help know they can come to her for help, which is awesome. I think that's, there's something very calming about that. And the animals that she has <laughs> are varied. There's like sheep, goats, an old nag, you know, cats, kittens, a parrot <laughs> who likes to say fool all the time. Albert, I loved Albert. Albert is the uh, parrot and he was great. And so you see all these really cool characters and you see how they function and I mean, the, the animals become characters in and of themselves because of what they do. Like, the sheep does not like people, and you find out what happens when the animals are around them, and it's great. Because it... So, <laughs> I guess I should fall back a little bit. So, basically, Charles and Eloise are not getting along very well because it's just not working. And then he slowly watches her, and he's like, oh, she could be a countess. Like, she's got that ability. I don't... I don't know if I could like her or love her, but, you know, she's got some skills because he's watching her run the house and do all the stuff. But when they first meet, <laughs> Albert does a poop on Charles, and I just laughed because I was like, you know what? You're a stranger in his land. That's your problem. So it's this great, like, you know, up and down, and there's times where, like, her stepbrothers are all, like, you know, I don't want you to get married because I want you to suffer, blah, 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 blah. So they're cruel. And they set up situations where she absolutely looks foolish or things happen. And they are purposely being evil. It's absolutely done on purpose. And the final thing they do, which I don't really want to spoil too much, is pretty awful. Like, it has pretty serious repercussions at the end of it. But it's very interesting because in these 90 pages, you, you really understand Eloise and James. Now, the romance, bit sudden, but, I mean, it, it is what it is. I ended up giving this book four stars, and they were kind of, it was kind of like a solid and to high four stars, actually. 
it wasn't five stars for me because I felt like the romance really kind of dragged it down a little bit. But the the overall connections and everything that worked in it, I read it in like an hour and a half. I was totally invested in the characters. I wanted to see what Eloise would do. There's a scene where they're in the kitchen and she's, you know, in the right before the ball, she has to help make the food. And, you know, Charles comes in and rolls up his, you know, shirt, arm, forearm areas. And she's, you know, he's like getting down to help them. And there's all these kind of scenes where stuff like that that I love. Like, you want to see that, right? You want to see the guy, the hero, help take care of the other character, in this case, Eloise. But you want it to be in a way that is not demeaning or overstepping, and it's not for him. I mean, he's voluntarily doing this because he's like, oh, she needs help. Like, this is this can't end well, and it turns out really well, and I was so impressed with that. Honestly, I could probably, like, talk about Eloise, because I Charles wasn't bad. Let me, let me say that. Charles wasn't bad. Like, if you were going to give him, like, a rating, I'd probably give him maybe three and a half to just under four stars out of five. So he was perfectly serviceable. He just, there were certain things that he said that like, I have issues with classism and ironic considering I'm reading a historical, but I, I have issues with that kind of setup. And so it kind of made him go down in my eyes quite a bit, but I really appreciated him. I enjoyed watching him grow as a character over, I think Part of the problem is it's only, like, maybe less than a week, so there's a lot of, like, character growth very quickly. But Samantha Holt did a really good job writing it. Like, it's a really well-done story. Like, you can you can definitely understand and see, and the world is very clear, and, like, I could imagine the screens and the scenes, because I don't know if I mentioned this before, but when I, when I read, I visually see things like a movie in my head. Like, that's just how my brain processes scenes. And so I can see them in, you know, in the kitchen helping out, you know, her decked out gown all covered in, you know, food products and things that they shouldn't be. And him looking completely like he's stepping off of, like, 18th century GQ. But it really works for me. And, you know, the the role was very well-rounded, and it was fun, and I just, I had a ball with it. I loved learning about the animals and how they interacted, and each character kind of fit a different facet of her life, and I found that very interesting. So I really wasn't fond of the stepfather. I, I mean, I'm not supposed to be, so that wasn't anything against him. Like, he just, he delivered his part, um... I did not find him particularly charismatic, which of course you're not supposed to, but again, this is this is me growing up on Disney and I remember like Lady Tremaine and going, Oh, okay. But, you know, and there's conversations about how his coldness definitely affected, you know, Eloise and her mother when they came to live with him and there there was some solid story building in that element. The twins were Adam and David, and they were a bit of a character, don't get me wrong, I'm not supposed to like them, and I didn't, but I wish they'd been fleshed out just a tiny bit more, because they were like, imagine a cruel Tweedledee and Tweedledum, almost. That, that was like the idea that I got from it, and I'm not really sure how I feel about that, so not really, like, there's nothing wrong with them, but, you know. 
I also liked Charles's valet, Jackson. I thought that was great. There was a lot of really cool interactions. And Eloisa's made Millie. Like, there's a lot of kind of like walking that line of classism in this book. And I find that really interesting because, you know, she's friendly with her, her staff and stuff like that because she's the stepdaughter with really no standing in the house. But yet she has to have standing and to be promoted to be like, you know, a lady because that's what she has to be. So it's a really interesting fine line that she walks in that. And I just, I really appreciated the way things were. And there's a scene near the end where you can see like the cottage and they don't like, Holt doesn't do a bad job of, you know, making it seem like it's grander than it is. It feels like what it would be for a farmer. And I found that really helpful. And it relates back to another character <laughs> that's in the story. So there's just, there's a lot of connections in here. And I really appreciated how tight the story was in 90 pages. Again, I read it in an hour and a half. I mean, that was taking breaks in between as well. So easy read, solid writing mostly likable characters. I mean, it's like Charles was not my favorite, but I would give Eloise a solid like 4.25 out of 5 for me when it comes to characters because she was self-realized, you know, autonomous, had her own like voice. She just, she knew what she wanted and she expressed it and we could follow it. And the internal parts of the characters were, very easy to watch and it's it was a very nice and well done scene and the ballroom scene of course because of cinderella there was something that happened there that just made me like go oh that's it that is a very interesting turn for the story so i was like i was very interested into it and when you read it if you read it i highly recommend it you'll see why but it was a very cool way of doing it i was all about it so, this episode is not going to be long, since, again, it was only 90 pages, which is like a third of what I usually read or, or less. But it was nice to be able to walk into a world, have fun, see what it is, enjoy it, and I'll definitely read more. Like, there's more on Kindle U, and I definitely intend to read it before my subscription is up, because I really enjoyed it. I was not, I was not expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. So, my Rex, yes, read it. Will I read Samantha Holt again? Absolutely. Why wouldn't I? I enjoy. I legitimately enjoyed this book, and I was glad I found it because I was kind of running out of time too. So, because <laughs> I want to give you guys a episode pretty close to the fifteenth, which leads me into something else. But I'm gonna take a break for a moment, and we're going to talk about the reference desk upcoming in a few seconds is a promo and I love those. It's a very interesting concept where Haley and Katie discuss things like interesting topics and giving book and media suggestions to go with it, which I find is really kind of cool, right? Like I enjoy that kind of content. I enjoy learning about broad spectrums of things. This is why I'm on YouTube sometimes. It's always very interesting when you learn about things. So Listen to this, and then I will be right back. I'm Haley. And I'm Katie. 
And we want to tell you about our new podcast, The Reference Desk. Each Wednesday, two librarians will take you down the rabbit hole of the topics that have bewitched us. After a deep dive into the subject, we'll leave you with some recommended books and media related to your new favorite topic. Our topics vary from historic to the creepy to the just plain bizarre. So whether you're looking for new things to read, a lover of the odd or interesting, or just a basic book nerd, we hope you'll adjust the chain on your reading glasses, button up your favorite cardigan, and follow us punk-ass book jockeys through the stacks to the reference desk. The Reference Desk is available on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. To find all of our episodes, book lists, and more, visit us at thereferencedeskpod.com. We'll see you in the stacks. I'm back! So, on to the news portion of this episode. There's a couple of things. One, I am going to have Ever After... A podcast coming up at the end of the month. I would like to record soon. If you are interested, please, 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 please get back in touch with me on my social media contacts, either damselspodcast at gmail.com, Twitter, damselspodcast, Instagram, Facebook, again, damselspodcast. I want to have more than one person if possible because I think the movie means a lot to my generation. I mean, I turned 40 this year, so... I think it had a very deep impact for my my part of the millennials especially. So if you are interested, please contact me as soon as possible. I was hoping to do it this weekend, but I don't think I can. So I may move it until later in this week or maybe next weekend, which is whenever you're listening to this, it's probably like the last weekend of April. <laughs> okay. I'm going to try to put up a Discord server or maybe use another program that I have. If it's less than four people, I can do that. Okay. Again, let me know because Ever After is amazing. Secondly, I am going to have a post on May 17th, part of ROM Book Love. And it's going to be about animal books, like animals and romance specifically. I already have a list going, obviously. <laughs> Dance with me at midnight is on that list, but I would like to know what you enjoy. So again, contact me at Damsel's Podcast and all those locations, including Gmail. I really want to see what you guys come up with because I'm thinking I'm missing ones, and some of them are like you know older from like the early 2000s, and I want to kind of add a little spectrum there, and I also want to add just a little bit more to the to the plot. I really like that idea because <laughs> animals and romance to me kind of go hand in hand, right? Like pets and animals. Oh, yes. I mean, you've listened to this previous segment of the podcast. There was a lot of talk about animals because, I mean, I don't even like birds and I liked Albert. Okay. Now, secondly, or I guess thirdly, because I don't know my numbers. This is a big one. So I am revealing that I am going to have a secondary channel and it's going to be a book tube. It is going to be about things not romance. So if you're looking for the romance, Damsels is probably better. I'll probably talk to some about it, but romance is pretty much dedicated to the podcast and, and this sphere of my life. But I read a lot of other things. I have a lot of things I want to say, and they don't always go in romance, right? 
So I'm only going to have maybe like a couple episodes a week. It's not going to be a huge endeavor, but it's just something that I wanted to do and see. And I kind of want to show you guys my life here as well so I can vlog. And, th you know, there's things I want to do. So that will be at Just Checks Out. You can find that on Twitter, email, so forth, so forth. I will have all that information linked down below. I'm announcing it now because I'm going to be having pretty interesting discussions early on. And I think you guys may be interested because it's like talking, I'm going to have one video about Sweet Valley High and, you know, that era of romance and category romance and stuff like that for kids and teens depending on where you are on the line because I was like nine and ten when I was reading them so I was under, under the intended audience I think for it but anyway so I'm gonna be talking about that I'm also gonna be talking about like you know Nancy Drew Files and so forth so forth so I wanted to put that out there I hope it goes well like I said it's not gonna be a I'm not going to abandon the podcast to do it. I'm just going to do it because I have other things I want to talk about with the books. Because I read, I love historical fiction, for example. Like, you know, one about like time traveling or dual timelines and stuff like that. And they're not romance, especially like they're women's fiction a lot of the times. And so I, I want to talk about things that I enjoy outside of it because I think it makes me fuller as a podcaster as well. Because I'm not trying to like shoehorn everything in there and you can only shoehorn things so much. That's the big news, those three things. <laughs> so to recap, Ever After will be out at the end of April 2021, because I don't know when you're going to be listening to this. I'm going to have a post up on May 17th about animals and romance, and that will be at Damsel's Podcast. And I will remind you right before I release the episode in early May, which will be The Countess Conspiracy, and I will be doing it with Words and Kisses Club from the UK, which I'm very excited about. I actually haven't covered Courtney Milan on the, the podcast itself. I covered it in another episode for my patrons, so this could be very interesting. And one final wreck. I almost forgot this. So Stephanie Burgess has one called The Wrong Foot, which is a Cinderella. It's like 16 pages. It's very easy to read. You can find it on Scribd, and I think you can find it on Kindle Unlimited as well. I bought it at the time because I didn't have it. It's great. It's fun. I covered it in the Patreon episode, so go forth and, and you know, listen if you're a patron. If you're not, sign up to get the content. I think it's $2 a month, but anyway, moving on. <laughs> if you want to find me, you can find me at Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, Damsels Podcast, and you can email me at damselspodcast at gmail.com. And of course, there's a website, damselspodcast.com, which you can listen to the episodes too if you don't want to download them or anything like that. I have it to where my host integrates it directly into an app, so it's good to go. Also, that's where you'll find a lot of the reviews. I actually have some reviews coming up. I have Anchored Hearts coming up, like around April 22nd to the 24th fifth somewhere around there so if you want to check those out there's some more coming up also because i have in early may uh the girl with the stars in her eyes so you know there are things coming there are arcs and and things coming there's also a few more episodes up and if you try to visit the website recently i am so sorry i did not realize this the SSL was so important and the website was being kind of wonky so I had to pay and install it and it was just it was taking a while but I fixed it so you're good to go now and I think that's all 
it's been almost half an hour for a 90 page book and I think that's plenty of information for you guys I hope you have a really good day I hope you are able to smile about one thing today it doesn't matter if it's something that's pleasing or funny or ironically funny to you just laugh smile do something right because it's spring <laughs> well okay in the northern hemisphere it's spring <laughs> not so much the southern hemisphere i am so sorry but up here it's warm now finally it's still cold but we're okay i mean we may have had hail snow the like a couple weeks ago here in germany which is confusing as hell but the warm weather's coming back so we're on the upcline, out of the way of the gross. So I will talk to you guys at the end of the month when we will have another panel of some sort about Ever After. And please, please, please contact me if you want to be on that episode. Bye, guys. Mm -hmm.